and welcome back to another episode of Doom to Bloom podcast. Today we have a special guest, Jenna, who's going to share all things relating to mental health as a woman and as a mom, and also prior to motherhood, during motherhood, and the after of being a mother. Hi, Jenna. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. I always like to just inquire because I find technology fascinating that we can reach so far away. So I always like to ask just where the guest is coming from. Yes, I am in Georgia in the metro Atlanta area. Amazing. That's so cool. I can kind of hear it in your voice, but not <laughs> not as much as I would think, to be honest. Yeah, it comes out a little bit here and there. If like I'm around other more Southern people, <laughs> it'll come out. Or some words, my husband would be like, wait a minute, what'd you say? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, so you're going to talk to us about uh, mental health mm-hmm. as it pertains to motherhood and prior to motherhood. So we're ready to hear your story whenever you're ready to share, Jenna. Okay. Um, well, I would say my journey started, like you said, pre-kids. Um, and it was with anxiety in college and um it was basically just a very stressful season for me um and I got to the point where um, I never really struggled per se with grades in school um I was a hard worker like I was a pretty good student um but I had a couple this one class in particular that really did it over for me with my stress level I just couldn't seem to grasp the concepts and never had a grade that low in my life. And then I had some issues with um, roommates and just my living situation. And it was just kind of a a lot of things all at once. And I didn't realize it until um, I was crying a bunch. And I'm not usually a crier. I wasn't sleeping well. So therefore, I was sleep deprived, which increased the crying and the headaches and the lack of focus and um, I just felt like crazy, honestly. And I remember one time I got out of my class, the one that was really hard. And, um, my husband and boyfriend at the time we were in school together and I got out and I was like shaking, um, and told him like, I feel like I'm having a panic attack. I've never had one of these before, but like, I feel like something is wrong. Like this is scaring me. Um, I could not control my breathing no matter how hard I tried. And I realized, like, okay, this is kind of the tipping point. Um, Like, I feel like this could be anxiety or something pretty serious. Like, I need to go talk to someone. Um, And I confided in my mom about it. And I not want to, now that I'm a mom and pretty open, it's totally opposite. But before that, I was usually pretty reserved, kept my problems to myself. I didn't admit things. Um, I just handled it on my own. So for me to, like, open up and admit that I was struggling – And also was willing and asking to get help um, says a lot. Um, And so I did. I started counseling and um, that helped a lot. I did get on some medication and um, because my anxiety was turning into depression. um, And I what I learned through the whole process of um, the counseling and being on the medication and whatnot was what anxiety truly is and it is a control issue basically (laughs) um and for someone who's a control freak this makes total sense but basically it's like when you um feel like you're losing control you don't have control or the thing you thought you had control is like no longer yours to control kind of thing um you have a hard time dealing with it And it's different than just like stress because like everybody has stressors throughout their lives. Like we have, you know, we got to study for a test or um, whatever, like something come up, but then that eventually like goes away. But the anxiety is like a, a state of mind. Um, Some would argue it's like a chemical imbalance in your brain where something's not connected right to tell your brain to think this, to act this way when these things happen. Um, So I personally because I've been there, because I've done both sides of medication and no medication and counseling and not and all that, like, I feel like it's a fine line, um, between being like an actual, 
like I wouldn't say biological. I don't know the right word for it. Medical problem, I guess. And um, versus a um, emotional problem, like physical, uh, sorry, um, mental health issue, like an actual personal thing that you can control. Um, so everybody's situation is different and I get that and I don't want to minimize it, but I do feel like a lot of people in our society these days tend to, um, use it as like a crutch, I guess, or, um, an excuse or with, for like why they feel the way they are or why they're not willing to, um, what's the word I'm I'm having a hard time getting my thoughts together. Um, they're not like willing to do the work, the inner work that truly like is the whole root cause of all this. Um, so anyways, I'll go back to my story, but that's kind of where I feel about it. So I did go through all that. I did actually go to medication route. I did go the counseling route, um, at the same time. And, um, when my counseling was coming to a close, I decided to, um, not wean, but completely stop my medication, which I do not recommend to anyone in the slightest. That was a very dumb decision on my part. Um, you should never do that without talking to a doctor first. Um, because I was like, I've got this under control. I don't need this stuff anymore. I didn't want to be on medication. I wanted to be able to fix this myself and control myself and my thoughts and my actions. And, um, and yeah, I, (laughs) I regret doing that. Um, but I'm fine. Thankfully it it didn't go as bad as it could have, but it was pretty scary in the moment because I didn't tell anybody either. Um, and I remember kind of feeling very, scared in an out-of-body experience when I was going through that withdrawal that day um and I did not tell anybody like I said dumb don't do that (laughs) um but that's kind of my experience um with it before I had kids um so I went the whole route and understood okay here's what it is I know I have it I'm going to be aware that I have it and not try to hide it and not try to act like I have things together but also like know that just because I have it, I'm not going to use it as a crutch um, or an excuse. Um, I'm going to learn to manage it day to day and handle my situations, not my situations, my reactions better to situations that are either out of my control or not mine to control in the first place. Um, and I'm a Christian, so I believe like God is in control and it's not my job to play God. And I need to let go of the things that are not my responsibility to control. Um, and that was a big learning moment for me um, and humbling moment. And that has helped me to where I am today. But so um, I'd still struggled with it a lot um, before I had kids after that whole experience. I had all this knowledge, but I still was having a hard time like um, coping with situations that basically didn't go the way I wanted them to. <laughs> Or the way I envisioned, I had a lot of unmet expectations, things like that. I'm sure many people listening to this understand what I'm talking about. Um, We've all been there, and that's just part of human nature. But I feel like, um, and it's okay to be upset when things don't go the way you expect them to, like, obviously. But um, how much you let it control you um, and how you react towards others because of what you haven't dealt with personally. says a lot and I was still struggling with that when I got pregnant with my first so um I wouldn't really say I had anxiety much during pregnancy at least I don't remember that I did which can happen you can have depression and anxiety during pregnancy um my mom actually had depression when she was pregnant with me so I I didn't know about that till she told me that that was like a thing you just think about it as like postpartum like after you have the baby but um so after go ahead I have a question yeah (laughs) is the anxiety that your mom struggled with during her pregnancy with you Mm -hmm. is that similar to anxiety kind of generalized or is it different in pregnancy um (laughs) does that make sense (laughs) yes no I think I know what you're saying I well hers was more depression and the irony of it was um she struggled with infertility so you would, th- and I'm the, I'm the oldest. So you would think her first pregnancy 
after years and years of infertility and all that, you would be elated, right? But um, I think well, one of it, one major factor of that is hormones when it comes to prenatal and postpartum stuff is all hormone related. Oh, sorry, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say all, but a very big factor of it. Um, cause your hormones are just changing so drastically, um, some more than others. And so that can cause those dips and falls and rises of, um, moods and emotions. Um, and I think that's different in the sense of hers was probably, I'm guessing, I'm not trying to speak for her, but I'm guessing from what she's told me that it was like, um, like I wanted this so bad and for so long that now that I have it, it's like um, like you almost can't accept it. Um, like I it's, guess she was scared to accept it, maybe. But did didn't did she have? She was scared too. Did she have like a fear of, I guess, like losing a baby? Like no, she never had pregnant. miscarriage. She did not okay. have any miscarriages prior to me. They just um, my parents just struggled for years to conceive. And my mom had a lot of health problems. So I think, um, like I said, I think she was probably scared to, like, it's almost like too good to be true, Mm -hmm. you know, or I would, I would equate it to probably any mom who has had a miscarriage and then gets pregnant afterwards. You are scared that you don't want to almost, you don't want to accept the good news because you're afraid if you do, you're going to get even more disappointed. Yeah. You know? Um, So I'm guessing that's probably what it was for her. Like, and she was extremely sick with me, um, like lost weight <laughs> uh, while she was pregnant. And um, so that probably didn't make her um, journey any better <laughs> and exciting. So, um, and was her losing the weight part of like the mental health struggle or was that just other physical stuff? I don't know. That is a good question. Um, I would guess it's probably more physical because... And hormone related, um, I've heard, and I don't know if it's true or just a wives tale that with, when you're pregnant with girls, you get sick more than with boys. Um, I have all boys. So I think that is true from everyone I know and I've talked to the ones that were more sick were the ones that had girls. Um, I've I've heard that's gotta be hormone related. Um, for sure. I would think, um, so yeah, I can imagine, um, being that sick and pregnant. And having infertility. I mean, that's just a lot. You go through a lot of emotional roller coasters being pregnant alone, much less if you have any problems pre or during. Um, so, yeah, it was probably a, a combination of things for sure. And then to jump back into your story when you started mm-hmm. motherhood. <laughs> yes. So, um, yeah, when I had my first son, um, I had him before my peers. I was a younger mom. Like, we, husband and I got married when we were 21. Our friends were not married yet, nor having kids. Um, we had our first when we were 23. So um, I went through it pretty alone. I didn't have like a mom community. I didn't have mom friends. I had no one to tell me like all this stuff you don't know until you're actually in it kind of stuff, like the real stuff. Like you think you know everything when you are not pregnant but then when you actually become pregnant and then have give birth to a child it is a whole new world that you really just don't know no matter how much people tell you until you actually experience it yourself um and i never i didn't have anyone to even like warn me of these kind of things everything was anyone i talked to was like like my mom's generation or like older so you know much older women before me that it was you know 20 plus something removed years removed from this season of their lives times had changed, you know, their memories probably forgotten the hard parts, you know, um, and it was just like very surface level advice that I pretty much heard from, like knew my whole life, but nothing really practical and like life giving that could truly help me. So because I went through that alone, my first time, um, it was very isolating and I had a hard time <clears throat> with so on the anxiety side of things I had a l- very hard time trusting anybody with him um that goes back to my control freak side of things and being a first-time mom and like not knowing it, it also has probably I think a lot to do with like looking back on it um not knowing what I was doing so if I felt the lack of confidence in myself 
why would I let somebody else do it? I know it sounds so kind of twisted and dumb and doesn't make sense, but like, um, if I don't know what makes me confident that you know, basically, I guess, is how I felt. And so I did not want anyone to watch him or take care of him or like hold him or anything like that. I was like, I wasn't afraid anything was going to bad was going to happen to him, which I know a lot of moms do struggle with those kind of thoughts. Um, but I was very much like, I, I couldn't let go. I was very tight gripped on my role as a mom with him, if that makes sense. Did you find it harder? I guess I'm kind of comparis- comparing years ago to kind of present day. And I know there's mm-hmm. such a stigma, I guess, for women that are pregnant very early on. So like 16 to like, I feel like 22-ish, mm-hmm. at, least, at least here in Canada. Did mm-hmm. you feel more judged and do you think some of the anxiety came from that knowing that you were pregnant alone not with like a support group yes even though we were married I still felt like not like treated like a teen mom type thing but kind of um because we were younger um Mm -hmm. because we were I felt that way by like anyone older than us and then by like our we didn't have our peers to like relate or understand. So they were still in a whole different world. Um, we, and then, like I said, anyone who had kids was like nowhere near our age. <laughs> People in our seasons of life, we were much younger than them, but then um, like family and stuff and anyone who'd been in our season of life, yeah, very much. I did feel like not looked down on, but um, kind of treated like I was ignorant. And in a sense, I was, but I also wasn't. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Um, It did irritate me a little, for sure, that I... I was just just thinking that that would definitely cause anxiety within, knowing that people are kind of judging or looking at you a different way because you were so young. Yes, yes. And like I said, I think, I think, I guess what angered me more is, like, we were married, like, we were in a committed relationship, like, this wasn't a... You know what I mean? Like, um, like, a we were stupid and whoops, <laughs> you know, like we're 15. Like, it wasn't like that. It was a, um, so I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't know why we're, I guess, not necessarily all, like honored in the way that we should be in this blessing that like, and some people view it this way. And as a Christian, this is how we do it. But like, we did things in the right order, you know, in the right way, like, so why am I still being treated like as if we didn't, I guess? Mm-hmm. It was kind of weird. Um, but yeah, I hadn't connected the two before you said that. So that's interesting. That That's probably probably very much related. Um, and then I struggled a whole bunch with postpartum depression with him. Um, and I think the depression and anxiety, a, a big portion cause of that, aside from the hormone adjustment that your body goes through, um, after birth was the extreme sleep deprivation he and I both had. Um, man, it took a toll on me. <laughs> I was not the same person. Um, I was angry all the time. Um, I had a raging headache all the time because I wasn't sleeping. He wasn't sleeping. Neither of us were doing well at all. <laughs> um, I had a very rough birth. So physically it took me a long time to heal from that. Um, and you can't heal if you're not resting. So, or that extends the pro that extends how long it takes, obviously. So, um, those first few months were rough, very isolating, very lonely. I felt crazy, like, like kind of in a fog, just going through day to day, but like nothing felt real. Um, it was just, it's very hard to explain unless you've been there, but, um, it was not a fun season to be in. And, Thankfully, um, mine turned out for the better and I decided to change things for the better instead of for the worse when it got to a low point. Um, and I was like, I can't live like this anymore. <laughs> like, this is not how my motherhood's going to be. I'm not going to be sleep deprived for his entire childhood. <laughs> like, I'm going to figure this out. We're going to get better. Um, I had a rough experience with breastfeeding as well, too. And I mean, I would cry 
tears would just start pouring as soon as he would latch. Like, it was so painful. Um, he wasn't gaining weight. Like, it was just a bunch of things. And, again, I'm, like, all, going through all this alone because, like, my mom and my mother-in-law and, like, older family members and stuff, they – this has been 20-plus years since they were in this season. So, um, not saying they, like, forgot everything, but their memory's foggy. You know, like, it, the specifics and everything, things have changed by now. So, like, they were there and helpful and supportive in that way, but they couldn't, like, empathize and relate, I guess, to a lot of the things I was going through. So, that emotional um, and, like, community support I needed, I didn't have. Um, and so, I basically felt like I had to, like, and advocate for myself and control the situation of what I could control and take back what was mine to take control of um and like I said and I did that in the positive direction instead of the negative and I know sadly a lot of moms ends in the negative um but I decided to um get his um found out he had reflux which was a huge um reason why he wasn't sleeping well he would scream like bloody murder every time we laid him down because after he had eaten and we laid him down it would just go right back up his esophagus and burn his throat and so that's why he was screaming and he would spit up a bunch of it which is why he wasn't gaining weight it wasn't he wasn't digesting it and um so we got that under control and then I dove heavily into infant sleep and was like how do I get my child to sleep um if he's not sleeping I'm not sleeping and we all know that sleep is so crucial for our health not just physically but also mentally and emotionally and um So I finally figured out how to get him to sleep and got him on a consistent schedule and he was sleeping great. And I was finally feeling like a human again. And we had like about a month or two of that. And then I got pregnant again. (laughs) So then I just started, you think like, okay, here we go. It's going to be terrible. Like I would get depressed maybe, or like angry or frustrated. Like I just got this figured out and now I'm like, I'm going to have to do this again. But that was actually not the case at all. Um, Thankfully. Um, all three of my children actually were wonderful surprises <laughs> and were not planned, but, um, these two were very close in age. I was seven months postpartum when I got pregnant with my second and his pregnancy and birth was my absolute favorite, um, night and day different. Um, I was healthier during his pregnancy. I decided to go completely natural and unmedicated for his birth because my first experience was so terrible. And, um, therefore, because my birth was better, my physical healing from postpartum was better. Um, my mental healing was better, even though I had two babies now and they're very close in age. Um, I knew how to care for a baby now. I knew their sleep needs. I knew how to take care of all that stuff. So I think that coupled with my birth really helped my postpartum period and my mental health be a whole lot better. Um, now there were seasons of having two under two that were very stressful and challenging and then we'd have really really good seasons and then it just I mean that's just kind of motherhood and life in general it ebbs and flows but um we had a good run for a little bit with just the two of them and I got into like a groove and I felt very confident and like okay I if I can handle these two like back to back like I felt kind of like I could do anything essentially and um I still this time most of my friends weren't even having one kid yet much less I already now had two so I still am like kind of in this season by myself um not very having like a mom community or mom friends or anything like that and I wasn't really aware um until like my second was uh, like a few months old that that existed I decided to start blogging about my experience and realized like okay there's like a mom community out here I wanted to help other moms like with what I gone through and like if you're in it, here's how to get out of it or here's how to completely avoid it. So you don't have to go through what I went through because I didn't have that mom friend to tell me all these things that I wish someone had done for me. Um, And it felt very like I didn't feel like I could tell anybody because it's so raw and some people could say awkward or TMI or stuff like that to like talk about all the vulnerable things you go through um pregnancy and birth and postpartum and all that and so yeah so that's what I started doing 
and like when he was four months old or something, my second, and just started blogging about my experiences and trying to create a business for myself and help other moms. And then um, when I got pregnant with my third, um, his pregnancy was fine in the beginning, but towards the end was very challenging for me. Um, because when you physically become so big that it becomes hard to do things like take care of your two, two toddlers now that are bigger and heavier and harder to physically control. Um, a lot of things just got really frustrating for me that I just felt like I was losing control of the things that I felt like I either should or wanted to control. And so I, I kind of spiraled back again into it a little bit. Um, and in, Unfortunately, this way, it tur- this time it turned into more of like a rage because I felt like I was out. Of- I couldn't control the things I wanted to control. Um, and like I had this big belly in the way, like I could only move certain ways. And like it was it was just very frustrating to be in that that season. So that third trimester was very hard. And um, I was just kind of just done with this pregnancy. I was like, I just want him out. Like I want this to be over, even though I had two before this, like I know just because the baby's out doesn't mean it gets easier. (laughs) It's just a different kind of hard. Um, but in my mind, I was like, if I just didn't have this big belly in the way and I could just move again and like take a deep breath and like pick up my kids, um, then things would get easier. And, um, it did not. Um, I, a few days, so I was 38 and six, so 38 weeks and six days. Um, I got very sick with an awful stomach bug so I'm like almost nine months pregnant and puking my guts out and um thinking like I'm going in labor or something <clears throat> so we went to the hospital and I actually threw up on the side of the highway um this was like in the middle of the night it was not fun um and they're like no you're not in labor and since you're not 39 weeks like we can't induce you so we gotta send you home even though I was a day shy of it Um, so I was miserable and the next day my oldest turns four. So we celebrated his, (laughs) his birthday. I still didn't feel great. Um, but I was like, well, I I don't know what to do at this point. Like, I guess just because I got so sick, like I'm not going to feel hundred percent, but I still just felt off. And then the next day I got sick again for four hours straight. And I was like, come on, (laughs) um, I don't want to go to the hospital again and turn me away. So I didn't, I just rested and it was just very miserable. Um, I mean, anyone's had a stomach bug, it sucks, but then to be so pregnant and have it is a double whammy. Um, so then the next day I'm finally like getting better a little bit and I started like cramping really bad and I'm thinking, okay, this is it. I was like timing them. I was like, this has got to be it. I've, I didn't tell you this before, but I did not go into um, natural labor with my first two. Um, so I never actually like done it on my own by myself yet. So I'm like, maybe this is it. Like this is my body's way of saying like, we're ready. We're getting things going on our own this time, which would be so nice. <laughs> um, Cause I went past my due date with first two. And um, so I went to the hospital and like on our way there, I'm thinking like, this isn't it. These are subsiding. Like I just had a gut feeling like, nope. Oh, <laughs> and I got there and they're basically like, yeah, this isn't it. But I was like, I've already had my kids. We'd already gone to the hospital several times prior to this thinking this was it and false alarm and false alarm. And they're so young, but like old enough to kind of get like, why we keep going to grandma and grandpa's house all the time. Um, and there's no baby like what? <laughs> and I was like, I don't want to keep doing this to my kids. This is a lot of like in, out, in, out. Like we were kind of like living out of bags in our house. It's like we're like packing up to get ready to go and then never mind. Then we never unpacked and then we would. And um, it was just kind of stressful at the end. And I just asked them, I was like, can you just break my water and let this happen? Because I'm just, I'm physically just so done. (laughs) I could not handle another thing. And I was like, just get him out. Um, So they did. And then a few days after he was born, when I took him home, um, my older boys got that stomach bug. So I did not, we did not have any family or friends or anybody come visit us for the first couple weeks of his birth. 
um, of him being born because um, nobody wants to come help you when you've got a stomach bug in your house. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I basically went from having that awful thing for um, a a whole day, then a skip a day, then a whole nother day, then gave birth the next day after that, and then come home and postpartum with a third child and having to take care of my older toddlers um, who are now having that same stomach bug I just had. So I never really um, healed. I don't, for say, like, had that healing experience and that restful experience of, like, okay, I'm maybe postpartum, I'm like, need to rest and all that. Like, I didn't do that. I just immediately jumped right back into mom mode. After I had gone through that, not just birth, but also the sickness prior to the birth, and um, this was all in a few, like, not even a week, all these events. So, um, just, I think that whole experience, like, really... I mean, such a whirlwind in such a short time on my body. And then you have like all those hormones going like crazy. Um, it really set me like in the hole for the next, I would say a few months. Um, I got pretty bad postpartum depression. Very bad. Um, to where like I, the only thing really that made it worth it was when I would hold my baby and I would um I mean it was also summer the summer had just started so my kids had been in school and then I had him like they had just ended school had him and then like okay now you're stuck at home with three kids Ta-da! and no help because like my husband would go back to work and stuff so um once everybody finally got better <laughs> and so I just kind of like jumped into all this didn't really have like an ease transition or um like I said no help in the beginning either so it's just like femme figure self but you're still healing from two very big um hard events on your body and um it just like I said it, it spiraled me into this pit and hole um of postpartum depression and I remember I would like as much as I could, I tried really hard to like record, um, cause I knew it would help me both then and looking back on it later moments with me and him, like, bef- like after I would feed him before he would go to bed, like we just have like a little chill session. Um, and as he got older, he would start to babble. And so we talked to each other and stuff. And so I recorded those. So I'm like, this is, this is getting me through, um, right now because it's like, after the end of the day, I could just like for a minute, um, just like hold him and rest for a second and breathe. Um, and it felt like for a while I just couldn't breathe. I mean, I was just like day by day, I was just going through emotions, going through emotions, going through emotions and never had time to like step back and relax, step back and think. Um, and I remember saying like, I, I'm in love with my son, but I'm not in love with this season. Um, and I wanted the season to end, but not like the moments with him. And uh, yeah, it was just a very hard time. And I realized that um, going back into the advocating for yourself part, um, it didn't go away as quickly as I thought it should. And I obviously knew how to care for a child at this point. So I wasn't really struggling with him. Um, but it was more so like, okay, I've done this before. I know my body and how my body responds to things and it's not responding the way it should. Um, like it has in the past, something's off. I felt physically off, mentally, emotionally off. And I just kept being told like, oh, it's your third baby. This is what happens. (laughs) Basically you have three kids now, like this is it. Um, duh like it's to be expected you should feel this way um I also got like well just be patient you need to give more time because it's your third it takes longer okay sure I'm not very patient so that's probably it (laughs) like I'll try to wait longer um and then I was like okay maybe it's after I stop breastfeeding because that's a whole hormonal thing like okay when I wean from that I'll feel better because I did feel better with my first two after I would wean and stuff like that would be like kind of the final thing that would just like fix everything else 
I mean, it's just months and months of like, okay, just be more patient, just be more patient. Maybe it isn't just my third. But then I'm thinking, like, it was just this mental battle back and forth, like, like the devil and the angel, you know, we're like to two opposite sides, like, no, it's this, no, it's this, no, it's this. And the other side of me was like, okay, um, but you are taking care of yourself. You do know how to be healthy. You are getting the sleep you need. Your baby is sleeping. Like, you're working out. You're eating healthy. Like, um, why are you still feeling like you just gave birth and now you're six months postpartum and now you're seven months postpartum? Like, shouldn't you feel better by now at this point? And um, I didn't. So I was like, all right, I got to do something. I started Googling, of course. Um and I was like, I think I have postpartum hypothyroidism. Like, it's got to be my thyroid. I felt like my hormones were off. And so that was all my symptoms were like pointing to that. So I went to my OB's office and asked them, like, can you test my thyroid? I think this is what it is. And she looked at me and was like, well, it can't um, be your thyroid because you're not in menopause. I was like, okay. So um, can you just check it anyways? <laughs> because... Um, yes, I know I'm not in menopause yet. I know I'm pretty young, but can you just check? Like, so they checked basically a, not even really your thyroid, it's TSH, which if you don't know what that is, it's like, I think like the overarching of like all the thyroid, I don't know. It's not really an in-depth look at it at all. And then like three other things. So they only tested four things. And basically because I didn't flag, you know, too high or too low on anything, then they call me and they're like, you're fine. I'm like, all your laps came back normal. And I'm like, all right, well, I don't feel normal. Um, and the road's not stopping here with me. Like, I'm not, I'm not accepting this to be my life forever. Um, I'm not one for, to take no for an answer, which I think is why my first experience with all this ended in a positive note um, instead of a negative one because um, I'm too stubborn to just let things keep being sucky <laughs> um basically so i was like all right i'm gonna try the functional medicine route because um i knew that they were more in depth on things and they treated things holistically and i like that kind of stuff so i was like all right i'll try this um i mean the first appointment was two hours and it basically felt like a therapy session she's let me talk and listen to me and didn't make me feel the least bit dumb or ignorant or too young or too you know um vain and like just wanting to lose weight to be skinny or anything like that like she truly listened to everything I'd gone through um didn't make me feel like oh you should know this stuff by now because it's your third kid or oh you should be more patient because you got three kids um and immediately from the get-go like I was treated like a human being (laughs) and my problems were real and the first blood panel she did on me was like testing 30 different things I mean it was very thorough um, so I've been working with her for two years now, but I mean, I'm night and day different now than where I was and without having to be on an antidepressant. Um, and I remember at six weeks postpartum when they have like your six week checkup, like she would ask me like, you know, are you, how are you feeling? Are you struggling with any of these thoughts? And in my head, I'm like, yeah, I am struggling with all those thoughts. Like I am depressed. I knew I was. Um, and I kind of opened up to her about it. And then I, like, kind of stopped myself because I could feel like she would start to, like, push things, like, medications and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, no, that's not it. Like, I don't want to go on it. I know that's not actually going to fix things Um, because I've been on that road before and I don't like being medicated. I don't like side effects of things. I don't like feeling like that, if that makes sense. Um. I'm not downplaying anybody who truly needs it and it does help them. But um, the more I learn, the more I want to change things and go a different route. So, um, yeah, I think I covered it. But that's kind of where I am now. Are you ready for lots of questions? Sure. (laughs) Give them to me. (laughs) So the first one that I thought of kind of consistently throughout your story was Mm -hmm. how was your support from your partner? Like through all of that, oh, um, it was it was pretty good. Like he was pretty much the only one I've had through all of it, um, which can make or break a couple. <laughs> I think sometimes, um, I mean, some of it was hard. Not gonna lie, obviously, to watch your wife go through that and to not understand 
but only be able to understand like a part port of what you see, you know, like mm-hmm. just a portion of it, um, because that's something they will never, ever, ever, ever experience and can never understand fully. Um, and that's just the way it is. It's not like their fault or anything. Um, but um, it was harder for us personally in the beginning of our marriage pre-kids. My anxiety was. That was probably when it was the hardest. Um, and then when we were first-time parents, that season was just hard. <laughs> that was a different kind of hard because it was more of the... Um, a lot of it is just a lack of sleep, honestly. Um, can really get to a person. <laughs> and then um, when you add, like, being newly postpartum and healing from a birth, like I said, mine was physically um, traumatic. So I was in a lot of pain and I was limited on things I could do. Then that didn't help. And like I said, we didn't really have much help. So if I needed help, it was him. And then... Um, I needed a lot of it, sadly, <laughs> but he could only do so much because he had to work. So, um, it was hard, not going to lie. Um, uh, but I think, uh, after my third, I think just being like open and honest with him about it and like telling him like, this is where I'm at. I know I'm not okay. I want to tell you that so that you know, so that you're in the loop and like, I'm just as frustrated, if not more, than you are. So, like, not to say, like, I get how hard it can be to be on the outside of this. And, like, I know men like to fix things. And this is not something you can fix. You can't fix me, you know. Um, And I hate that because I wish you could, (laughs) you know. But also to know, like, hey, like, I, I don't like this either. And I'm doing my best to, to fix it. But. I don't know how much control I have over it right now. So just like keeping him in the loop, I think helped because um, it's not healthy to keep it all in at all. That doesn't do anyone any favors. Did your husband understand mental health prior to you starting to really struggle? I don't think so. No, because he never, that's, that's one thing we've always talked about. Like he's never struggled in that way. Um, really? So it was, it was kind of a whole new world when we got married and like I was, well, I had that anxiety thing before we got married and we were, we were dating and engaged at the time when it was happening. So it wasn't new to him in that sense in our relationship, but, um, him in general. Yeah. Because it wasn't something that he personally ever struggled with. So it was a whole new world for him for sure. And it was hard to, to explain it to someone that doesn't go through that, um, yeah like for them I guess you can like understand it on paper but also not understand it because they're not thinking the same way you are you know it's like okay I get it but like I don't because I wouldn't do the same thing or I wouldn't think the same thing but that's where it gets like you know kind of confusing and cloudy for some people that's where the communication comes in Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) yes when you talked through all of the different seasons of your life and the different struggles and what came with each season. You mentioned that you advocated for yourself a lot and noticed just when things were feeling off or weren't feeling how you thought you should be feeling. And you, you, you mentioned several times that you just wanted to take action and change that. Did you ever seek actual professional support or did you find that you could manage more independently um I did I did go to counseling um this was before we got married when I was struggling with the anxiety and stuff so that's when I did see a professional in that regard um but I have not been to counseling since but uh, if we could have afforded it I totally would have absolutely but it was not in our budget sadly and did you ever seek any like postpartum resources? No. <laughs> um, I didn't know those kind of things existed with my first. Um, like I said, I was like in the dark and everything. I learned everything on my own. I researched everything on my own. Um, I know all of it. I know all of it now <laughs> um, because of all that, because of my experiences and also having to 
do it for myself, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of having someone do it for me or tell me or anything, I didn't have that. Um, so no, I did not sadly, but that's why I like to help other moms now because of my experiences and because of what I've learned so that they aren't, I don't want another me up there, like having to get, like, especially where we are now, there's no, there's no reason why a mom has to go through what I went through alone, um, in that season for sure. And can you elaborate more on what you do? I know you said that you help other moms, but can we go into detail? Yes. So I'm an early motherhood coach. So I help moms with those first few years of motherhood, starting from pregnancy and then beyond. Um, I'm really passionate about you can't be a good mom for your kids if you don't know how to care for your kids, obviously. So I teach moms on how to care for their baby and their toddlers, Mm -hmm. um, how to manage multiple kids, (laughs) especially young ones. And then you also can't be the best mom for your kids if you don't know how to take care of yourself. Because obviously with my experiences, I know how important that is as well. Um, It starts with you. Um, Like the whole you have to put your oxygen mask on first kind of thing. Um, Can't pour from an empty cup, all that. So like, which so many of us moms do. And society's kind of made it to where like, that's your life. Like that is it. And that like complacent victim mentality and I'm like no (laughs) that is not it and that doesn't have to be it I can show you how to make it better and enjoyable and um you can be healthy and thrive your kids can be healthy and thrive like it is a two-part equation um so I don't just help the moms and I don't just help the child I help both you need both so like if you know how to take care of your child like you're lacking in your own self-care you know how to take care of yourself like you're clueless is how to care for a child because who really knows what they're doing when they first have a baby like no one gets that manual you're like here you go take care of this life for the next 18 years (laughs) like no one really knows until you go through it so um because I went through it and then also did all that research for myself I didn't have anyone teaching me these things and I figured out what worked then that's what I help other moms um so they don't have to go through what I went through I think that's super incredible and do you. you do you do the work more virtual or is it more local to kind of your area area? What does that look like? It's virtual. So I do one on one coaching. Um, so we do like coaching calls and then um, they can reach out to me in between the calls and just any questions they may have. So they have like that mom support friend that has that experience and has been there and is also in a similar season as well. So it's like it's relatable and like understandable and everything like I'm in it with you um but also I have the knowledge and the education to like get you through it as well I'm not just like a friend more than that if that makes sense is there a way that any of the listeners either going through this currently or did experience postpartum struggles or maybe pregnancy is kind of in their horizon. Is there anywhere that any of the listeners can find you on any socials? Yes. I'm on Instagram and TikTok at purpose intended. That is my blog purposeintended.com. <clears throat> and then um, my coaching page is on there. So it's purposeintended.com slash work with me. Um, and then I'm on Facebook, Jenna Hodge. That's amazing. Do you have any, words of wisdom or (laughs) words of encouragement or any final, I guess, Mm -hmm. tips or tricks or anything along the lines for anybody, like I said, that might have gone through the struggle before, (laughs) might might currently be in it, or maybe it's on the horizon? Um, yeah. I feel like it's a loaded question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'll try to, I'll try to just pick a few. (laughs) Excuse me. So, I would say um, this goes for any mom at any point in her motherhood is to accept the season that you're in. And I'm going to emphasize season because there's so few things in life that are actually permanent. Um, And stop trying to control what you can't control in that season, but figure out what can you control in that season. Focus on that instead, because I feel like a lot of times we, we try to like make things happen or go a certain way 
that shouldn't happen where we're at right now. And then we're not controlling the things that we do have control. And so then that's where we spiral and feel out of control because <laughs> um, <clears throat> we're focusing on the wrong things. And it's not to say those things can't come later. Um, so it's just like, where are you at now? Especially like the early years or you feel so isolated and they're hard and um, like they're, it's never going <clears> to, <throat> excuse me, get easier <clears throat> or like, you're trying to like wish the days away to when they're going to be in school and you have your time back or whatever. And it's like, okay, yeah, you, there's a reason they're not 10 right now. Like there's two and this is what you need to worry about right now when they're two. And that's going to be different than when they're 10 and you're going to have different worries and different things you can control then. So stop trying to like, you know, make something happen. That's not supposed to be where it's at right now. And instead just focus on what can you control where you're at in this season like I said nothing's permanent or very few things are um and just realize the whole season aspect really kind of puts it onto your perspective with you like I know how like it could feel so like not <clears throat> not happening for you when you're in that like early stage of like this feels like forever <coughs> like you're always going to be sleep deprived. Your baby's never going to grow up and be independent. Like it's just never going to get better. Like you're always going to be depressed or anxious or um, you're never going to lose that baby weight or whatever it is where you're like in those thick of it seasons, those first few years where it's like so hard sometimes. Um, but I promise you like they do end and it just becomes new seasons. Um, so I think that's one big like whole mindset shift. If you just kind of look at the bigger picture and step back for a minute, it's hard. I know in those moments to do that because you're so clouded sometimes, but um, to have someone who's been there to tell you that like me should show you that, like, I'm not just saying that it's not just a cliche, like it gets better. <laughs> um, it does. And sometimes it doesn't, but that doesn't mean it can't like it truly can. That's amazing. I feel like those were, such true and like honest <clears throat> words of encouragement and wisdom rather than mm -hmm. like you said the whole cliche mm -hmm. type advice so I really appreciate that oh, and I also appreciate you being a guest Jenna I know it takes a lot out of most of us to talk about our story and our struggles but I think alongside you some of us are actually using our story to help others just like you're doing and I think it's phenomenal work that you're doing and I look forward to continuing to watch you grow on social media and out of all the areas I follow you on I'm excited to see where the future takes you and just your your mom journey thank you thanks for having me absolutely and for the listeners we are sending you lots of love and lots of light